Costello Fellow Podcast. Glad you're here. We talk about pretty much whatever we want. We do talk about some parenting, talk about fitness, talk about life in general. Sometimes I read a blog. Sometimes I just sit down and tell stories and give my thoughts on what's happening or just things that are rolling through my mind. Sometimes we have interviews, people on the show. If you have a thought, question, comment, an argument, you can email me at stellofellow, S-T-E-L-L-O-F-E-L-L-O at gmail.com. You can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on the podcast on Apple Music. You can go to YouTube, check out the video shows there. You can go to stellofellow.com. You can go to Instagram, stellofellow. You can go to TikTok. Oh, can you hear me? We got audio? Yeah, I can hear it. I got nothing. I can't hear it. Can you hear me? Yeah. Thumbs up, you can hear me. I can't hear you yet. Give me a second. Why can't I hear you? Did you unmute yourself? Yes. Dang. Let's see what could be the problem. It's got to be my definitely my problem audio audio settings how about now can you hear me now i got you now what was it uh my my headphones were set to my soundboard which the, for whatever reason, like these headphones are plugged into the soundboard, but it won't push set. It won't push sound back to the board into my headphones. Dude, so you, I, you were always like the musical genius, like with wires and stuff. I I just did what you told me to do when I was hooking stuff up. I I would argue that I'm I'm still a genius. I just <laughs> haven't. I just I just haven't. I just haven't gotten. Uh, I haven't sat down to like, okay, how do I do this? I, I, I literally stick my AirPods in my ears and then put the headphones over it. That's the, that's the quick fix for like, all right, how am I going to navigate this situation at the moment? So awesome. Yeah. I love it. Hey, uh, welcome to the Stello fellow podcast. My boy, Steven shorts is on with me today. Golly. <laughs> Come on. Hey, what, what are you wearing? What is it that you're wearing right now? Oh, uh, this is a throwback to probably the second best flag football team on earth. Well, I should say the second worst because I don't think we came in dead last that season. We, I don't, did we win a game? Oh, I think we won one game, which is why we weren't dead last by forfeit because the other team didn't show up. (laughs) (laughs) And that that was probably the greatest day of my sports career. The the first drive of that season, I distinctly remember because I got tackled twice. No flags were thrown. We were running like we were running freaking zone. And I literally I go through the hole. I get tackled, do it again, get tackled. And then I caught a pass. Uh, like sliding out of bounds, like toe touch, dragging the feet. They called me out of bounds and I did not score until like game six. Yeah. I mean, it was like, which at that point, I mean, I was like 27 and I mean, we wore the boom shirt on purpose because we were, we were loaded. Like what, what the listeners don't know is we had never played together like officially so and you're thinking dude we're stacked so i'm not just going to start us off in in the garbage league i'm going to start us off like two levels above that like right under the champion league that that's where we're going and i didn't know that till like game three and i'm talking to blake and drew on the sideline i'm like what is wrong because dude you don't know what case did i was like what do you do he put us like in a B tier league, bro. These guys have been playing together for like 18 years. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. We well, you know, when I was si- garbage league, when I signed us up, I was like, we're not playing D league. There's no way we're playing D league. Like we, we have eight starters. We have eight varsity five, a starters at the time, the biggest division in Texas. Like they, they can't compete with us, which I think may have been illegal. I don't know. Like, 
I guess they were seniors because you're not supposed to play those guys if they're active high school players. So they had to have been done for us to do that. But it was like, <laughs> and we just, we sucked bad. Yeah, hey, I couldn't even blame it on the refs, although I know that they either had uh, drug problems or steroid problems or both. They, I think they had both. They did. I distinctly remember they made fun of my gold pants. Hey, those things just made you go like 10% faster. <laughs> they really, I, as I was like mowing through my head, like, what are we going to, what are we going to do today on this show? I'm going to bust out a couple of those clips from the coach Jimmy video, which I love the fact that you're wearing that shirt because the ones I'm thinking of, I was wearing the same shirt. That's so awesome. that, that's going to be a good combo for the, uh, for the show. I freaking love it. That's Dang. Great. It's, that's it's great. good to see you, man. Tell like, so I was like, I'm going to let Steve introduce himself from a, like, I'm, I am going to give some feedback, but I want you to introduce, like, how do we know each other? Why do we know each other? And why is there so, I mean, we haven't seen each other face to face in literally years. I haven't seen you in person. I think it was the last time the Cowboys actually won a playoff game because we, we were in Blake's house, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were upstairs in the original Studio 725 that was then relocated <laughs> downstairs. Yeah, I, I'm just going to also apologize to the listeners because there are so many inside jokes. Like every time you see me laugh, it's probably because of some stupid inside joke that that we blew way out of proportion and ran it so far like into the dirt over and over. The, um, the, the fact that you're not drinking an orange crush right now and eating a pink... <laughs> snowball <laughs> is like that that would have just said it over the top and like when the screen came on like oh hey what's up yeah i'm just i'm just chilling in pit vipers uh um, yeah yeah that's that wasn't cool i should have had the the orange crush um, no, the pit vipers took it so in, uh, introduce yourself why like why are we sitting here together so uh, my name is uh, Stephen. I like long walks on the beach, uh, boxes of wine. I've been married for 20 years. And when my wife is in the same room, she makes me wear my mask uh, for obvious reasons. Um, I did some research. When you text me, hey, man, let's get together. Let's do this. You say it's going to be in this style. So it's of the 40th president, Ron Reagan. Is that right? Did I get that right? Am I, I doing this already? I don't, I don't know. Well aware of my lack of knowledge of everything. Okay. In All general. Right. So, yeah, I'm sorry about that. You, oh, did I, you was, I was expecting you to go with like the, the sucker in the belly button story. And you went like high level military grade. Hey, I'm down I, here. I I'm, mean... I'm still arguing that she didn't chew the gum. And you're up here, <laughs> president. What is that? He, it, you said Ron, we're going to do this like Ron Reagan used to do his podcasts. No, I said Rogan, like Joe Rogan. <laughs> He oh about whatever oh, he wants. The 40th president? Oh my! <laughs> he looks like the vice president at the time. I think. You know, I think Rogan. Rogan should run for president. <laughs> you gonna lose so many viewers. <laughs> <right now. laughs> the, good, the good news is we're on the front end of this. We only we don't have that many to start with. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I still have to catch up and watch your parenting a teenager. Uh, tell me a little bit about that before before I click on it after this. Okay, I will. Uh, you want to hear it now? Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. Parenting a teenage girl. I was I was genetically bred to raise my son. I'm clueless, completely clueless when it comes to raising my daughter. And uh, so I like 
it literally is like, hey, here's what's happening right now. Here's how I'm, it, it actually is more, it's really not so much tips. It's more of a, like an active video journaling session for me to go, hey, how, like, how am I, it really did, it slowed things down for me, like the next three days after I did that podcast to go, how am I handling this particular situation with her as I'm engaging and navigating we we continue like daily wrestle with or I do I wrestle with like okay is this a moment where I need to coach and push or is this a moment where I need to like hold and console and like it doesn't matter like I I love you regardless of you know whatever the situation is and that's a constant with my son it's never that way it's like I'm gonna shove him and say shut up let's go which I actually don't have to do that because anyways, uh, his, he's always that's... on board. I'm sure. Yeah. He like, he's ready to go. It doesn't matter what we do. He's like, I'm, I'm all in. He's like, he's like, wait, you're podcasting now. Dad, I want a podcast. So he has a, he now has a card collection podcast. He's <laughs> no. like, well, I mean, what, what are you doing? I'll, I guess I'll do that too. <laughs> Joker Joker started. He walks up to me two days ago and he goes, dad, I started a black market pop tart business. <laughs> What? yeah so because work? and the reason it's black market is because he's he has started and i'm not being i'm not kidding he started three different in school sales businesses over the last six years and he's been shut down every single time and so like the first one was a cart it was a comic book company he started and was selling comic books got shut down because he sold a book to a teacher and somebody else found out <laughs> and then then he was selling candy bags and got shut down on that because he was taking away funds from other things that were, were happening i can't remember the other one he literally has been shut down three times and so we've talked back and forth business he comes and gets me he's like dad started the black market pop tart business so that like i'm trying to keep it underground so you know teachers don't find out and they shut me down but then he starts telling me about different sales he's made he's like i've already made seven and a half dollars and i've sold two pop tarts and i'm like wait joker's selling them for a premium i mean it's it's yeah. that idea of like hey listen pop tarts that's the cool kids club right now and if you want in the cool kids club it's going to cost you 350 yeah like you want in or not and uh, I could see it, dude. Like he, you know, a C. This won't do, Mrs. McGregor. How about I slide you this Boston cream pop tart? Will that make it go up a letter grade? Because Dad'll be happy then. I'll be happy. Everybody wins. Boom. Yeah, and you know me in grades. I'm a stickler. <laughs> so, so would you say that your daughter is maybe a clone of Ryan, and your son is a clone of you? I would say they got they are hybrid of both. Tanner and Ryan have the same personality of I want to be in control, so they fight constantly. It's awesome. <laughs> Unless you're in the middle of it. <laughs> yes. Uh, when I get drug in the middle, I'm like, crap, this really sucks. Dax is like Dax got all the savvy parts of us. And so he got Ryan's business sense. He got her drive, an ability to communicate with people like her planning ahead stuff like that and then he got my like athletic demeanor of i love to compete uh i'm like tell me what to do and i'm going to do it to my full to fullest extent he we sat down in the living room today i was making a breakfast and i was like hey are you working on your push-ups lately because we've been talking about that and he was like yeah he's been dropping too fast and bouncing off the floor and i was like hey let's slow it down and control and that joker sits down and like 15 of them just like nice and smooth all the way down wow. to the tap and then back up. So he's got that to him. And then like in games, dude, he, he's one of the kindest humans, but he came off the field, his last tackle football game and was on a team that was not very good this year. And we won that game and it was like down to the wire. We scored a touchdown. We had to go for two to win. And Dax made the kickout block for the quarterback to score the touchdown. But it was one of those where it'd been like, he did not get a ball thrown at him all season. And so it's like, it's the last second of the season. He kicks the, the block out, quarterback goes in, they win the game, everybody's going crazy. My son walks off the field, not going crazy and partying. He's livid pissed because he's like, are you kidding me? You again? And he literally walks off the field, pulls his helmet off, slams it on the ground. And, and this is the guy that will like, he'll walk up and be like, dad, thank you for making eggs today. 
and for caring for me and making sure I had a juice box. I love you. Like just, he's got that kindness to him, but it was, it's awesome to watch him just like completely lose it. And so it's like, it, it, you know, again, they got hybrids of us and the, I think the noticeable things like that, the things that jump off the page to you, Dax got more of her on the initial side of like, man, this guy walk up, talk and engage. And Tanner got more of me where it's like, it's going to take a minute. And that was a learned thing for me that she's having to learn. But then like, if you sit down and talk to him, like, oh, you definitely are like Case when he was little and you are. So it's, you know, what about, tell me like your kids, what, like other than red hair and amazingness. So they, they are completely and, and totally sweet uh, most of the time, but uh, much like the young ladies in your life, um, when my wife and, and my oldest, my daughter, Riley, who's, who's eight, uh, when they butt heads, like, like this morning, I was at work and uh, Katie calls me um, and she's like, you won't believe this. She's like, uh, Riley was so pissed that you know so and so didn't happen that that we had to open the doors in the van and people in the in the garage were like asking if everything was okay <laughs> <laughs> so and my son he's a he's a very very he was like I was when I was that age before I became uh incredibly loud and obnoxious just a deep thinker so like he'll be quiet for like two hours and then boom he says something you could tell he's been thinking on this one thing for like a lot and it's like Never profound been. i'm like whoa easy there tiger you you just turned six man let's tap the brakes a little bit you know work on our phd later you're okay um he gets very embarrassed in public riley doesn't like if i just start dancing in the mall riley starts dancing with me and it's on she's all in Declan does this and like I am not part of this family and like walks away uh he will dance at home like if there's a family dance party he'll do it at home but man in a public place he gets he gets dad I'm too embarrassed okay all right bro just go sit on that bench over there till we're done dancing <laughs> that's hysterical <laughs> he gets very embarrassed of me and Riley Oh my gosh. I, so, so what I wish is that they could see you riding that white crotch rocket. We bought <laughs> the miniature one, Rachel green, Rachel green at the ramp. <laughs> I don't, I, I think, uh, I liked it because my knees were up so high. They actually kept most of the noise out of my ears. Off of your ears. It yeah. was great. It's like a little grasshopper. <laughs> I got that bad boy up there, but man, when you came flying by, I, I think you had it pegged. I think you you might have had it pegged, uh, red line, because you were you were starting to lift off the ground a little bit. Yeah, it would. It had some movement to it, uh, which which scared me because I rode that thing in flip flops, and the only <laughs> other time I rode a motorcycle in flip flops is when I hit that car and almost ripped my pinky toe off watching JD play football. So that was, that was day. what a day right there. What a day. <laughs> the fact I, I actually drive on that. Oddly enough, I drive on that road almost daily. Like I drive by that spot where I had that accident and don't, it doesn't even register when I do it just because that was, that was a really long time ago. That was a long time ago. Like JD was a seventh grader and he's a grown man. I remember uh, you just saying, man, I'm glad my Javianas are okay. Yeah. I, that $19 flip-flop. I was like, dude, for 15 bucks. You're like, but they're okay, man. They're, they're from Brazil. You don't yeah. understand. I'm like, I'm, from... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> they, were the, they were the black ones with the Brazil flag. That's like, you can't replace that for it's not. <laughs> less than 20. <laughs> How much is a Brazilian anyways? It's a lot. It is pricey, my friend. Jeez. Oh my gosh. So tell me, tell me about work. Tell me uh, as a chaplain in the Navy, 
are you a the rankings i don't understand still i think i have asked you multiple times when we when we reconnect for a lengthy conversation about that what are you what are this what are the steps to get where you are right now and then three if you're talking to a high school kid that's saying man i'm considering going to the military which branch and why and and what route because you did both so if you don't know steve steve is uh a or was an enlisted man in the Navy right out of high school, finished his, how many years was it? Was it four or five? Oh my God, it was so many. Okay, finished the bulk of years and then went to school uh, and then decided, hey, I'm gonna go back in as a chaplain. So went through the chaplaincy program at Southwestern Schwibitz and then went back in as a uh, as an officer. So you've run both tracks, which is probably unique to, I, I, there aren't many guys that do that. Right. right. And, and let me, before, before I go into those, uh, I just want to say the day I came back from training uh, my ODS stuff and, and chaplain basic where, where you go down the repel wall and you're doing all the, Oh, course you, you go camping with a gunny and you do stupid stuff the whole time. And, and you learn how to be with the Marines. When I got back off the airport, Case Hubbard picked me up and we got 50 wings and we ate those in a record time. And I, I remember looking at myself in the mirror. I, I, I'm sure I hit myself with a couple of those wet naps, but it still looked like a lion coming up feeding <laughs> off of a zebra carcass. Uh, I looked, I looked horrific. I had some in my eyebrow too. And that was, that was not, that was the weak stuff. We, oh. we went like mid or a little higher and I went, I had tears in my eyes. My wife's like, Oh, you're crying because you miss me so much. I was like, no, babe, I just ate a whole bunch of wings. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. I, I desperately miss you, but those darn hot wings are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, she was so mad she goes how come case got to see you before me i was like you were doing a conference or something i don't yeah, know she, she was actually working if, if we're if we're being completely honest katie held the whole thing together as from an operational standpoint if katie doesn't exist we have a hard time making it from point a to point b in any event at all other than the event of me getting you from the airport and making it to the hot wing store because we had that route down that was a that was a repeated like you are what you repeatedly do man we could nail that so katie had to actually run shop and i was like i'll i'll go pick him up i'll be the runner because you've been you've been gone for like a month it was an eternity dude it was like two months and when i saw her coming through our west point and Blake uh, hip checked her into the wall and he hugged me first and spun me around and then she came out and I hugged her that was amazing and she was mad at Blake too because Blake beat her to it but we sobbed on each other's shoulders it was great I, I think we need to just quickly make a note West Point is not um, the West Point we're referring to is not the academy to which many are trained to lead <laughs> men in battle west point is the name of the building built at the church you and i worked at on the west side of the campus we were training students for spiritual battle yeah so the worst battlefield there is high school and middle school absolutely the the, the naming of the campus <laughs> whatever <laughs> i love you're like she came out of west point I felt like we just need to clarify. I didn't think I, about that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I've I, I've never even been like the closest I've ever been to a West Point was watching the Army Navy game on TV and Googling what, what uniforms are they wearing this year, which I absolutely love. Yes. But what like if you had I'm gonna ask this differently. If you got to play in an Army Navy game. Which uniform combo would you say, like, that's the one I'm picking and this is what I want to wear when we do this game? Like, from what year? And I don't know how, how much you follow that, uh, but if you do oh, remember oh, which one. This, yeah, this past this past game, I, I thought I love naval aviation. You know, that's why I did what I was enlisted in. 
those uniforms were hot. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. I one of my favorites was the the one they did that had the uh it was the it was the shout out to the 101st Airborne uh the army did with the netting on the helmet that was just oh that was incredible and then navy's uniforms this year i thought were just stellar so so, so when you're editing this flash up flash up both of those so we can yeah. so we can see my even a voting option yeah i'll t- i'll totally throw both of those in there um which i you know from all the time that we played together if I were likening you to an individual on the football field, I would put you in the same camp as a Jason Witten slash George, uh, George Kittle. And reason being, yeah. I mean, that's for Jay Novacek. That's wonderful. Yeah. But but, you know, Novacek, you know what? We're going to throw the hybrid of Novacek in there because his upbringing was probably similar to yours in terms of kind of a country boy, um, one, just a strapping young man that really set the tone. Jason, obviously, as he walked in, people were like, man, this is an ex-Jay Novacek. And then everyone now is like, wait, Jay Novacek. Oh, yeah, I forgot because Witten was such a big figure. But so- Witten, for whatever reason, he's one of those guys that you go, he is able to make up for slowness and inability to move with just pure savvy, like the guy's always open. He always catches the ball, super tough. And then Kittle, I don't know if you've watched any interviews or anything with him. That guy's hysterical. No, like, I've never, I've never seen Kittle's interview. So, yeah, after this, text me a couple that I should check okay. out. I had no yeah. idea he was funny. I know oh my gosh, he, did, he had hands. He's so I, freaking cool. Like, uh, I, like I liked him as a player. Like, man, I just really like this guy. Like watching him. They started talking. I was like. Oh my gosh, I freaking love this guy. Like I, I find myself rooting for San Francisco because just because he's on the field. And which is that's how I, I pick teams now. Um, because Jerry for so many years just was stabbing me in the heart. You know, that day we watched Philly and in Dallas together on I guess that was was that opening opening game for the season? I don't remember. At my house in Roanoke, and we were both laying on the floor prostrate crying. <laughs> over the loss of that game <laughs> and <laughs> yes after that i just kind of gave up hope but you are you are always open and you, you never once do i remember you dropping a ball not one time in clutch situations whether turkey bowl flag football wednesday night on the on the blacktop i don't know how many balls i threw to you in a third and whatever situation and you just sucked them up you know, the, 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 the yard after the catch was not much, but no, no, <laughs> no, but I would, I would bring it down. I think the best is, is, uh, Drew Amador went back and I, I just did a fly route. I think he told me to stay short because that's why no one ever guards me. I stay short, but JD got on me. He's guarding me. And, and I see Drew and he's cocking back. And at that point, I just started talking trash to JD. I was like, dude, I'm going to embarrass you in front of all these people. It's going to be so embarrassing. And I've watched the ball and I time it just right. I go up. He, of course, that dude's got like eight more inches when he jumps. Yeah. And I thought he was going to swat it out of the way. Uh, collegiate athlete threw for Pepperdine. And I'm throwing that out there because when I caught it and I laughed in his face all the way to the end zone, I want people to know that I caught one on a collegiate athlete and it made me feel great. It was awesome. I Drew was like, that was all me, but I was like, no, that was all me. But Drew swears it was him. The fact that you were able to talk trash, you recognize what was happening. You route adjusted. That's an in game recognition adjustment and reading your quarterback at the same time all while talking trash mid route to a guy who outruns you at that point he probably ran like a four seven oh, maybe four six so fast so he jumped so fast. fast oh my god what a what a baller i uh will see his photo in the uh it's in there's a 
there is a yearbook in our coach's office that has his picture walking through wearing number 28 walking through on a Friday night uh, that the football helmet his senior year and like I'll at times I'll like open it up take a shot and send it to him just as a just a quick reminder nice. hey, I may in fact that jersey is now a practice jersey and like all cut up I may try to uh, commandeer that and and mail it to him just for with the picture Dude, that would be great uh, just for fun so i love it that like the amount of memories attached to like today i'm cleaning the house today because it was cleaning day ryan's driving back from fredericksburg and working so i have to clean that day every time she does that and i'm remembering us popping out of a trash can together a dumpster not just trash can but a full dumpster (laughs) yeah to the eye of the tiger like when we got in the trash can and like on your phone your phone we had in there and we pushed play on eye of the tiger and at that time like tech like we were far advanced in what we were doing as far as like what we were putting together, because it wasn't a normal thing because we didn't have like just all the access to how quickly you can shoot, edit, put music and all that kind of crap to a video. And so we're in there with the phone playing the music. Blake's out there filming. And no, it was just me and you. We had to set up a tripod. We're filming ourselves. We climb in the trash can. Nobody's around. Like we're at the lake in Grapevine. No one's around on these back roads. And we push play. I pop up do the little thing, jump out. Well, when I come up, there's a car that had pulled up and has stopped at a stop sign. And they watched this guy wearing like, I, it, it was just underwear and a crop top, t- like tank top. So I, I look, it, that's an odd thing to see. All of a sudden a guy pops out of the dumpster, jumps out, runs off. And then you pop up, do the same thing and take off. And the, the people watching that were like, what in the world yeah but what the listeners don't know is that didn't even phase you like you didn't even care you go back you look at the video the people are still at the stop sign you're like i don't like this we got to do it over and you're like you need to come out of there faster steve and i'm like but i feel pretty comfortable in there and you're like it's a dumpster bro just jump out of the dumpster and I think they stayed for the second take. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they were there the whole time. Do it. it was clean. Like the video in 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 uh, the end stage was great. I loved it. Yeah. So uh, we're. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that clip up and throw it in here. You have uh, that? For, I still have it. I have to like. I, it's in an old computer, stuck in there. But I, but I have the, I don't have, I have a DVD of the final edition, but then I have all the clips still in an old computer and, uh, and then saved on a, on an external hard drive too. So I have a ton of footage from those days. And I was like, I've got to like, go back through that, pull that clip out and throw it in here just so that people can see like, this is not made up story. And it is like, I had told you, I was like, hey, we're wearing, like, shorty shorts, which were not a thing back then. Like, it was the exact opposite. Guys were wearing shorts down to their knees. And I was like, bro, like, we're going short shorts and cut off. And you, like, you wore, a like, a, a long Rock Point sleeveless shirt. And your your shorts were, like, Derek Herbs. Like, <laughs> and I was like, those are short. And you're like, that's the shortest thing I had. And you're like, I'll roll them, like, one time. That's right. That's right. Let's roll them up. I had those things pulled up to my, to my stomach, man. I was like going Steve Urkel on them bad boys. That was, that video was absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Hey, we don't got to make any of these stories up because the stuff that we actually did is pretty unbelievable for the most part. The stuff that wasn't on film that people don't know about is... (laughs) But she didn't, that were she didn't that we're taking to our grave, right? Yeah, yeah. There's one in particular uh that I that I'm thinking right now that I'm like, what we won't share that story on air. Um because <laughs> we both would have been fired on that one. Yeah. Hey, thanks for saving my job that one time with the gum, too. I appreciate that, man. Uh that dude, that was such bunk. That was <laughs> you came in clutch for me. I was like, absolutely not y'all y'all shut up and get out of here the fact that you had to write in a letter and we're all sitting there and it's just like this is absurd 
the amount of stupidity. Gosh, I was so here's here's a question I wanted to throw at you. This this is something that I am doing. Anybody that comes on the show, I am not telling them what we're talking about. Like I'm not giving them like, hey, like what are we talking about? You'll find out when you get here. Like Ronald and, Reagan. Yeah, just like Reagan. Uh, that's exact same way he would run his podcast back in the day. The 40th president. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You're not no, going to have any good takes with me. I'm sorry, bro. No, it's, I don't need a good take. We're just, we're just taking the whole thing and just throwing it in there because it's such good. It's just quality. So question one, favorite student inside that particular st- i don't even know if we've said this steve and i were youth pastors together at uh unnamed church in flower it has a name but we won't name it in flower mound we already named one of the campuses so we were we were student pastors together. like four years together right or was it three or four it, felt it had like it had to be four it had to be four because you i remember when you walked in uh somebody was like hey there's this well Blake Blake had told me stories about you Dr. Blake Graham well, shout out same yeah so I had, he, I had legend. yeah so we both had the same experience about each other with uh said student who's now a grown man with probably one of the best beards of all time yes. and like the guy is a viking and he makes his own beer and it's good like you and I raised him and there as surrogate fathers, there's not there's not a better job we could have done. With, without, without question. <laughs> so so he, he tells me, hey, Steve's coming to go to Southwestern. I'm like, that's awesome. And so you walk in shortly after you got to school and we were like, hey, I'd like you needed an internship. And I had to no, that's not what happened. You you come in, you're like, hey, I'll volunteer. And I tried to hire you. Cause you walked in and I was just blown away by your presence. You walked in in what looked like a, like a, a thrift store leisure suit. Like it, it was like forest green, which is now a thing. It wasn't back then, but it is now. And so you, and I was like, who is this guy? Yeah, and I was just putting out the buy brother. And I was like, all right. And you're like, man, I need a volunteer part. And I was like, cool. Like, like we were taking anybody at that time volunteering with our group and and one of the first jobs i gave you some kid went like a wall at a at some event we were hosting and i was like hey go take care of it and you're like i'm sorry what yeah i don't remember it's like i sent you to like the north 40 of the campus to go i don't remember what it was and shortly after that i convinced you hey you like i'm trying to hire you on the staff and you finally said yes after minutes and minutes of me begging And I think I asked you like three different times and you kept saying no. And then we finally were able to convince you to, you were part of the team and it actually really didn't change anything. We just, you just had official responsibility that you were already doing. And it it was the whole time you were at school, we worked together and I, I have no idea how long it took you to get out, but I know, I don't really recall I don't recall specific things at rock point without you. And which I know, like, I don't, I know that I know you weren't there my entire tenure, but I don't like, other than when I first got there, I don't have like blocks of, Oh yeah. Like when I recall it, it's immediately, uh, Blake, Steve, Alicia, Katie, Chris Robinson, you know, drew Amador, like that, just that list of people runs through my head, even though they were all like Blake was 13 when I met him, but I immediately think of Blake leading worship. And if it's like, it's just weird. It like, it all kind of like went like this and that whole experience feels like it was the whole thing. So I have no idea how long we worked together. Yeah, it, it was, it was an amazing time of ministry and uh, I learned so much um like on how to minister how how to run uh uh what i would say a larger size program from anything i've ever done i mean before that my experience was uh a supply unpaid youth pastor where we would go on youth trips with around 10 kids blake being one of those kids 
Right. And half the time I would lose the, I remember this one kid I lost, I backtracked and I found them watching this girl getting attacked on her hindquarter. And I'm like, bro, we are on a Jesus trip here, bro. What are you doing? He goes, can I just see how, how this is going to turn out? And I was, I grabbed him by the scruff of the neck. I'm like, let's go. Come on. He's like, all right, all right, all right. I mean, that, that's what I did before I came to the unnamed place, but that ministry was awesome. Amazing. That's that story. That story. That story makes me think of when we were leaving Red River, the end of a camp and you had to go find, I don't remember his name. He was up like on the mountain walking around with the golden toilet bowl by like by himself. Like he just wandered off in like into the legitimate forest in the mountains with a stick that had a toilet bowl that was painted gold on it, the, the lid. And you like got back and you're like, I found him wandering around like freaking five miles up the mountain. Like I had to save him from a bear like that. <laughs> the, the amount of times you've had to personally intervene in an individual's life to make sure they don't die is significant. You, you know, the hardest part about that particular uh, situation you're talking about, uh, it was that year that uh, the federal government had made it illegal to use trank guns on youth and students. So I wasn't able to put them, like I had to run him down. And uh, it's, you know, <laughs> had a lot of drag with that toilet bowl, but I still, I still had to run him down. It, I couldn't trank him. It was hard. That, that that's a drastic shift in the the youth ministry culture when when those kinds of things are put into place when you can before no longer the train yeah like before and after train before and after hazing bullying is no longer allowable it's like it it really changed the landscape of how to do student ministry drastically and are we better for it i don't know i don't know <laughs> that was that was a really great host voice and i'm thinking dude this guy is so pro i love it I said, are we there yet i don't know dun, dun. <laughs> law and order credits tell me what you were thinking this morning i sat down and i was messing with just my my stuff and uh trying to figure out like what cameras work better different like mic techniques things like that i'm just i had like 40 minutes to just mess with the equipment and i started singing butt crack bandit and i was like crap record it and i was like i'm just sending this mess i want to know what your thoughts were when you opened and were like and it was like like <laughs> so i'm i'm getting ready to do uh I, i'm uniformed up i'm getting ready to go do the change command ceremony uh i fed the dogs watered the dogs fed the kids uh got them something to drink uh, I, I've got all my stuff set up and I'm like, oh, this is cool. And, and right after you play that, Derek goes, man, that's a lot to take in. I was like, oh man, I bet he's dropping a sick wisdom bomb here. <laughs> and, and because I'm super old, uh, my volume was all the way up and I pushed play and my kids are like, dad, what's a butt crack bandit? Oh, you know, and I'm fumbling with my phone. I'm trying to pause and thinking, is the remix beat going to drop? I don't know. How do I get this thing to size And then both of them are like, they did say butt crack bandit, right? Is that mom's brother? Is that Uncle Jared? Oh, my God. I'm like, no, it's not your Uncle Jared. And finally, I stopped it. Oh. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and, and oh. well, eventually, and I'm like, oh, look, kids, it's Wild Prats. Boom. Forgot. Done. Easy. Oh. I'm I literally I'm crying and my abs are cramping. I'm laughing so hard. Oh, I was I was not ready for that, especially after Herb's freaking text, his follow-up text. I'm like, oh man, this is this is gonna be some sick scripture right here. Some expounding. Some no, <laughs> no. Oh, it did it take me three takes to do it? Yeah, it did. It did. Um. <laughs> that's awesome 
and I probably spent more time trying to trying to do that than I should have this morning. But oh my gosh, I was like, when I started, I was like, this is gold. This is pure gold. I gotta send this. It was just, oh my goodness. I wish I had. I I've seen the video. I don't have it, and I don't know who. Josh Music may have it. When we the first time we presented that song to to a small select portion of the group and then from there what that did it it continues to be my children are yours are eight and six mine are 16 and 12 it is still the most requested song if i pull the guitar out that song in in like the case hubbard accused accused oh my gosh acoustic there it is when i do the home acoustic show it is the most requested song over the last 12 years that is and awesome. yeah just like staple song that what a what a day when we like the wednesday that we wrote that thing and then <laughs> oh, the story no. behind it incredible so so chris robinson you mentioned him earlier uh, that dude bleeds Jesus and rock and roll. Blake Graham, one of the best people. Technically, he he pick up a guitar and play just about anything. Uh, but you, around a campfire, somewhere in summer camp, where my sleep schedule is so far off, I'm never going to find it again. Day three or four, it's one in the morning, and you grab a guitar and you start playing songs. I I am straight spiritually vibing. When that happens, I, I think about that a lot, especially midnight volleyball. There it is. Good that stuff. was that was probably the best one we wrote out of the songs that we did write. Now I, I take that back. Midnight volleyball was it was quality. That was a, a like a lighter. Whoo, come on, the best <laughs> the best one we did was um, the PGA Tour. Uh, no, not PGA PBA Tour. Excuse me, professional bowling association tour that song just i mean golly the depth of emotion that 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 brought out and man (laughs) (laughs) yeah i bowled an 11 but i had the flu you know michael jordan had the flu but he had like the game of his life yeah he, he drained like 63 in that one I don't, I don't really know, but you know, um, I had a guy tell me one time I was, I was, it was a meet, it was a follow-up meeting after a camp I'd run, not a camp that we ran together. It was years later. And there, yeah, all of my meetings with bosses were all like, they were always very positive. Like my bosses always had great things to say and were always like full of gratitude for the work that I had done and, and the work that my team had put in and the hours upon hours and so I'm getting just hammered on not like drink, drinking hammered, but like the, my boss is hammering me about like, well, why did we do this, this or this? And as if he was there and I was like, <clears throat> whatever, I don't remember what question I was answering, but I was like, man, I was operating at that point. I was operating off of collectively eight hours of sleep. And this was like Thursday night. And that's, we got there Sunday. I'm now Thursday night and I have a together of eight hours and he's like that's like an hour and 45 minutes a night and i was like yeah and he's like like why are you doing that and i was like wait why am i doing that are you kidding me right now and the the what some people do not understand even inside that world what does it take to run a camp of hundreds of kids when you when you and your team are the guys at the top and really that idea of like, it stops here. Like if it, if it's messed up, it's broke, whatever we have to fix it, or it's on us if it doesn't get fixed. And the, the amount of sleepless nights we had together, like I, I genuinely do cherish it. And at the same time, the amount of funny crap that comes out of those moments where it's like, guys, like, why is this happening? It's because we haven't slept in five days. <laughs> of course, we're trying to jump Rachel Green over the pond right now. And we've built a ramp and, and it's 2.30 in the morning. We just finished a volleyball tournament. Why? Who's got the video camera? Why wouldn't we be doing this right now? And 
Hey, does anybody have a cape we can borrow? Like, like there would even be a cape, but for some reason we, you know, we think that's feasible at that time in the morning with no sleep. Somebody around here has got to have a cape. Who has it? Where's the cape? I swear we brought one. <laughs> yeah, the interview process, Destin, uh, Destin Garner and I will still like we get to that together for date nights. And he still will bring up, he's like a part of my, a legitimate part of my interview process was, cause it was in like an active interview when he came to that camp at Tejas, like we made him get on that bike and take off and ride. He's like, no, man, we were like, <laughs> like you're no, not you're getting kidding. a job if you do not get on this bike. And he was like, for real. And we're like, you're in or out, in or out, man. And he's like, okay. It's like he still is. I don't think it scarred him, but it, it was a marker for him. Like these guys are genuinely insane. It, it was unlike you and me who were fighting over who got to go first. Like we were doing paper, rock, scissors, and finally, like, bro, I bought this. I'm going to go on it. I was like, fine, but hurry up so I can get my turn. <laughs> and you're like, throwing gravel everywhere. I'm like, whoa. Rachel's Green has got some power, baby. Rachel, Rachel Green could get it. Oh my gosh. All right. So favorite student. Uh, you know, that that's hard to say. I like favorite things about, about different people. Uh, for, for instance, uh, Joe's uh, Nate, Nate dog. Yeah. I remember when, when we were, uh, Ballin told to go help out with VBS <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So Joe Edwards, man, he makes sure that that the Bible is is in his household. The family prays together. It awesome family, amazing family, great great guy. And there's a a five star story involving Joe, but his son Nate was in there, man, and he's sitting there. And I don't know who was teaching the story uh, about the Exodus, but she was going off like something like the Charlton Heston version like not the bible version and nate started calling her out from the back of the room that's not what happens and then she's like well uh i'm pretty sure it happens and i, I kind of go over to nate i'm like hey you and i both know that the bible says this and this and that he goes yeah that's what it says it's like we got that we know it but you know she's kind of responsible for being up there and i'm trying to talk quietly because she's just going she's you know the show must go on but he, his volume hasn't gone down at all. And then uh, I'm talking to him. He goes, she did it again. <laughs> like, you're not even listening to me, Nate. <laughs> she did it again. <laughs> she did it again. I was like, Nick, come on out here. Let me talk. So I took him over uh, and, and I talked with him outside. And we talked for some time. And uh, I remember going to Joe that weekend and said, dude, your son so awesome here's why and um ashley amazing person always happy to to uh to see us and to be a part of things uh can't can't say anything without without the wednesday night pool parties at the musics that what an amazing family yeah um that was years drew, drew before he was a helper when he became a helper um he he went from being like a superstar student to like being um just a guy that you could talk to about anything and he has really good opinions on stuff uh i think that's due mainly to you um J you know jd of course blake you know but uh, again you you grew these leaders up into the ministry there and they all kind of took part in it. Um, Hannah Becker's uh, 45 minute stories. I mean, I used to hate the men, but I kind of miss them now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a chipmunk across the road and it's gonna take her 45 minutes to talk about that. I forgot about how long it would, it oh, just that word. awkward, like, am I supposed to laugh now? Is this ever gonna be over? why why who's who asked her a question it, nobody did she started telling a story thank goodness we didn't lead that small group <laughs> and <clears throat> uh car uh kenley um 
And we we had some amazing students, man. We we were lucky enough to get not and not everybody in that that does that job. <clears throat> one, not everybody does it very long. And so you don't get not all of them get to experience what we did. We also just had a unique we had a very unique group of kids at a unique time that came through and really one, they loved each other and really bought into like, what are, like, what are we doing here and why? And then it just, and then they, we were all just friends. That's, that's like something that's so cool about that group of people, you know, Ashley and her husband, Riley. Now we hang out with them at least once a month and, and go to dinner and things like that. Derek Herb is in my home every Monday tutoring my daughter, but he and I, Derek and I have been best friends since, you know, that could like when he got old enough and became a man, golly, Derek and I were attached at the hip in, in all kinds of different ways, whether it was business or sports or school, or we've coached together. We've, you know, all kind of, we're always arguing about who's going to go coach. I'm like, you're leaving Flower Mountain and coming over here to coach. And he's like, he keeps calling me like, Hey, O-line coach open this OB. He's like, and I was like, I'm not doing it. So it's a back and forth constantly. I am wearing a Flomo hat. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Blake, Bla Blake is probably of everybody. Blake and I, I, I was, everybody's unique like it's hard to say like pepper is the same way you know drew i've known drew since he was a seventh grader and when i moved to austin drew went with me not once but every time i went down there to look at houses he went with me wow. and you know it wasn't again it wasn't a one thing and then he wasn't at that point he wasn't married or even dating um uh ellie and so he was down there all like he he would come at least once a month, come spend the weekend. And like, he was actively volunteering with me in Austin and he lived in Denton at the time and was actually contemplating, am I going to go into this line of work? And we, I talked about hiring him at that point. So like th that kind of stuff is just awesome. And I was like, Blake, man, when, when I moved back and we started the whole Bush league sports uh, podcast show, that was us hanging out that was just a continuation of all the years of hanging out. And what's crazy is like through literally like great times and weddings to then like divorces, not by me, but like people inside that we've been through the, like the highest times to the literally lowest, like tragic accident. Somebody dies. That group of people was always, there yeah. or represented you know in, in some form or fashion somebody out of that and usually it was somebody's out of those pieces were all and it would change on who it was but it was always that group was always connected mckinley and her husband tyler lived five minutes down the street they just moved uh a little further away so we see them consistently and so it's it's fun to go all these people that we got to know when they were 10 11 12 years old are now mid twenties and older. I mean, Blake's like 30 now and like they are mothers and their dads and their professionals and all, like all kinds of things. JD like owns Toyota in, in California from what I understand. Uh, or at least he's like a model because he's like, he's, he was born a model just cause he's so good looking. And as he's uh -huh. aged, he's like McConaughey. Like if anybody's going to surpass McConaughey in a, in looks, and just persona it's justin davis um right all right all right so you know he should probably write the next book called don't worry about the green lights just go where i went story <laughs> by justin davis um <laughs> a a and you know who always came out of left field with some comment and sometimes it, it was a public roast or sometimes it was just something funny stinking holder dude I, I was about to say holder oh my gosh oh and, and shirtless of course uh he would say some crazy stuff dude and i would just start dying i'm like come on man holder may be the funniest human 
ever born. Uh, I just hate it when he uses that power to roast me. <laughs> because I laugh at the roast, but I'm crying on the inside. Yeah, it's just, it's just getting you. That guy. Oh, my gosh. The, the time that we ran with the Bush League Sports Show was hysterical because it just was, it was an hour and a half every week of that just constant. He's throwing in comments. Blake's trying to be serious about soccer and whatever he actually knows about, and no one else in the room cares. Like, none of us knew any, other than Blake, none of us knew anything about what we were talking about other than just the general fan base and what we understand about the game, which is is deeper because of just some of our positions. But at the same, like what we're talking about was like we're not analysts. In half the time, we'd be talking about somebody, we'd get the wrong name, or you know, we were we were all over the map with it. But it was hysterical because it was an hour and a half with that group of guys. Just golly, it was funny, and it, it was and it all great, man. It was, it was all great. birthed out of that time you and I got to spend specifically in that role of their life and, and just investing in those relationships, obviously for the sake of let's, we want to tell you about Jesus and help you understand how to follow him and what that means. Um, but the amount of the depth of relationships that you and I both still have connected to those years is uh, far more than anything we ever could have asked to be paid for. Cause we definitely were not compensated on a level monetarily uh, I don't know about you, dude, but I got some pretty amazing cleats out of that deal. Yeah, it's because I, uh, <laughs> I would at times to academy. <laughs> I, I would at times allocate funds for staff appreciation, trying to offset the lack of pay that that hey, was made. Those, those cleats were so fun. I think uh, marshmallow knocked me out of those cleats on turkey bowl number four uh but he fixed my shoulder that was so jacked up i remember that because you're like man i can't do push-ups and then malo literally laid you out and you're like dude my shoulder it's it works like you I came back and you're like and i was I like praise the lord it. and everybody's like you have a clod of dirt hanging out of your ear in your teeth and i'm like yeah because he straight plowed me yeah like that that dude uh hit me so hard but i remember coming up and i i felt like jesus just baptized me man my shoulder felt great i felt great i'm like we're gonna do this and he's like dude are you okay like how many fingers am i holding up he yeah right Mom's like are you all right <laughs> that guy oh my gosh that that group of brothers was hysterical like they just were high quality individuals man they were so they were so much fun but okay so i wanted to go all right least favorite student or staff person which i feel like is probably I never me. Met Artie, dude i never met him but dude alicia she and katie i can ask them today to talk about they've done it and they will still bring up stories I have not heard about that young man. I'm like, how did he do all this in eight days? Eight de if if you couldn't survive longer than eight days on our team, and and not meaning you can't survive because you can't take the amount of of stuff we're dishing out because it was severe. Like there there are grown men that could not handle working with us because of the amount of abuse you were going to, you were going to take, uh, <laughs> for like, I E see Justin Davis's intern introduction video when he was working for Blake and I was gone. <laughs> that is classic. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> but the it fact that we like, we didn't, I didn't fire people. That was not a thing that I did. No, you did not. And I have, I have fired two interns in my life. Um, one of them I was forced to fire, like they made me fire said intern. And that was another situation, another team, another job, another church. And I electively fired Artie, who had been in my youth group at another church. And what a, this amount of stuff you have to do 
to get fired by Case Hubbard in that time frame was drastic. Like, it's not one or two fumbles. It's like I'm actively taking the handoff and I'm handing it to the defensive end and I am blocking my own O-lineman to allow that guy to get into the end zone. It was, talk about counterproductive. We would have been better off with any other unpaid intern we ever had before. And, and we had some really funny ones uh, yeah. throughout the years. So, I mean, Artie just, dear goodness, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I used to love it when you'd be like, hey, I won't say the name, but we had another intern who would come and ask you like, Steve, like, like, what do you do? Like, you, you do like a lot of vacuuming? And you're like, no, I don't ever vacuum. And he's like, what? I had to vacuum like every day. <laughs> It's like, because that's the only thing that you could accomplish without breaking something. I had to vacuum every day. What? <laughs> like I, I don't even know what the we have a vacuum here. What are you, what are you talking about? Like we, we have a, we have a cleaning staff that comes in to do that. <laughs> I, did, I did this weird thing called ministry. It was crazy. I, I think that guy was like, I'm vacuuming and the room's clean already. Well, it's because it got clean, but the, I, I. I don't, this is the only thing I can give you. So, wow. Those were, and I didn't fire him. I didn't <laughs> fire that guy. <laughs> I forgot all about that, dude. Oh, I, I had to until just now. Man, it's good to see you. It's great to see you as well, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being, you, you are guest one. You were the first one out the gate. I'm glad. I think I made it through the whole thing without even answering one of your questions. So you did. Hopefully, you'll get a guest that will yeah. actually listen to you and answer your questions. Yeah, I the one the pointed questions I asked you, you did not answer, and <laughs> and you started out the show saying well, this is Reagan style, fortieth <laughs> president. To which I was like, what is he talking about right now? Like I. I was like, clearly it's a joke. I just am not sure where we're running with it. And then I was like, oh, wow, that's here we go. Yeah. If you want to just cut off the front half of the show, that's great. Like, oh, heck no. Rain. No, it, we are all in. <laughs> people, like people are going to be asking, like, when's that shorts guy coming back? When are we doing that again? Anytime you want me to. Man, <sighs> I love it. Love you, dude. Love you, too, brother proud of you grateful for you hug and kiss your family for me tell them uh, i will be recording the full edition of bcb to send <laughs> very very soon it'd be great make it make it one of your family sessions in the house <laughs> yeah just get everybody involved it'll be a whole chorus going on i love it all right brother i'll talk to you later all right man i'll see you soon all right, bye. Thanks for joining us on today's show. Hope you have a great day. Catch us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, stellofellow.com, any of those avenues. Check us out on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Like, share, comment, subscribe, all those great things. Have a great day.